0: Welcome once again to The Lowdown with the Chelan County Sheriff's Office. I'm your host, Randy Rhodes, along with Chelan County Sheriff Brian Burnett. Brian, good day. Hey, day, Randy. Hey, we have plenty on the agenda today, including Labor Day weekend travel and safety tips. Brian, the uh, one thing that we want to start with is school's back in session, and there are a lot of things that we haven't really had to keep in mind too much over the last couple of months, but... What are some of the things you want to highlight with respect to back to school?
1: Well, I think there's the first things that come to mind is it's everything that's wrapped around the school safety. And there's a lot of pieces to that, Randy. Um, but first and foremost, let's let's talk about when we're getting the kids to school. Um, is one, a lot of them are coming in on the bus and uh, hitting those bus stops, both picking kids up, dropping them off after school. Um, there's some laws that go with that. That, that are designed to keep those, especially the young children, safe. A lot of times they're getting off the bus, they're distracted, they don't think, they run out across the highway, and if, if you're not obeying those traffic um, control devices on the school bus, one, the warning signs, the warning lights flashing, uh, they're going to go up from uh, the amber color to the red, uh, and then uh, that, that stop sign that's going to come out. I know a lot of the buses now has that arm that comes out, in front of the bus to keep the kids from running out in front. But it's just one of those things that you just never know the reaction of a kid. Did he drop a ball? Did it roll out in the street? Is he excited about getting across the road um, to see mom or his puppy coming home? There's a lot of different things and it can happen fast. I mean, we see kids that uh, get hit by vehicles because they run out between two parked cars and, in, and, in, in the vehicle driving down the highway or the public roadway just doesn't have time to react and, and see them in time. And, and so we've seen some really bad situations, uh, you know, not just across the nation, but here locally as well. And and that's what we're trying to prevent. And so also then you have the 20 mile an hour per, per hour school zone uh, and don't forget uh, a $237 ticket. And I, I think Randy, uh, I could be wrong, but I'm not sure that the judges have the ability to uh, drop those down and cost um so those are going to be a very very expensive ticket uh and obviously the other piece that goes to that is distracted driving. So what does that look like? Well, mostly that's in the form of a cell phone, right and you have this thing and you and you're paying attention to it rather than paying attention to driving in front of you and it distracts it takes away your uh your vision. It takes away a lot of different things, but also your reaction time. And so what we want you to do is keep your eyes on the road, uh, keep the hands-free driving um, again so we can see uh, those kids walking back and forth um, in the school zones and in, in the neighborhood areas. It's going to be really, really important uh, to do all of those things uh, to allow our children to have that safe learning environment and get to and from school safe, safely.
0: And you know patrols are out in the 20 mile an hour school zones and you mentioned that ticket of 237 I believe that falls into the same category as like fines double in work zones I think there's no latitude on that
1: right judges just don't have the leniency to 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 dismiss or and or drop the the cost on those and it's for a good it's for a good cause and we understand Sometimes you got a lot on your mind. You're driving to and from work. I'm no different than you are. Uh, most of our schools are activated with those school zone flashing signs. Most of them have the, the speed limit that comes up to remind you. Uh, we're just saying when you see those, boy, just really take the, the effort to slow down and take the time use a little extra caution, uh, peripheral vision, looking around and looking for the things that, again, those kids are doing things that sometimes at that young age that we have to pay a little more attention to help them out.
0: And, you know, if you do pass a school bus when they've got the red lights flashing and the stop sign placard out, that's up to a $500 fine, not to mention the safety aspect of it.
1: Right. We don't get a lot of reports on that, but uh, occasionally we'll get a report through the school district. They'll report, give a vehicle description or the license number or description of the driver uh, and, and and request that the sheriff's office go and and, and actually uh Make contact and, and and write a ticket when appropriate. Uh, most school buses probably have uh, visual, audio, visual cameras now, so we'll be able to actually have that in, a, in effect to use for that case. And again, sometimes it's by accident, and sometimes because people are impatient and they just don't care. And when you're doing that, being negligent, you could even get that increased to a negligent driving or a reckless driving if, if it's appropriate to to meet the probable cause.
0: You know, Brian, is uh, when we're on the topic of back to school. I believe you uh, and the sheriff's office are in phase two of some active shooter training. Uh, tell us about that,
1: right, Randy? Uh, our office actually hadn't hadn't had this uh, training in quite some time. Uh, last year, our training program uh, in, in the in the men and women running that training program came to us and and, and helped and asked us to budget uh, for what they call sim munition rounds and an application that goes into our active firearms so we have these bolts that go in uh, for our uh, rifles Mm -hmm. and we have them for pistols as well and we can do force on force live active shooter training Uh, we put on a course this year uh, it's one of the best trainings i've been to Uh, we just finished up yesterday on the second phase of that we did a four-hour class training uh, last month uh, we did that up at Bell Elementary School in Kashmir, and we utilized the Alcoa uh, facility uh, since that that line is down. They have a lot of empty buildings and and uh, what we will call classroom type of setting, uh, office style, and we we're able to use that uh, for those actually force on force active shooter situations, and it really really brings home the fluid motion. Uh, the concepts, but also when you encounter an actual person uh, using force and what that looks like and and the dynamics of it. Um, Hearing back from our trainers, uh, it went really, really well. Uh, Really excited to uh, put this training on, especially just before school kicks back off.
0: So is this, uh, when you guys are doing this training, is that like on a SIM screen? Do you have like real life bad guys and things like that?
1: Or no, we gather up role players. We actually had, uh, I think, a, a group of about 12 high school age students. Uh, we have some adult role players uh, and, and both uh, playing victims and or suspect roles and what we do, we'll go through what we call uh, a little dry fire. Um, it's no live fire situation. We're gonna do multiple scenarios, let the, the team members uh, and the officers and the deputies that are taking this training get get comfortable. Uh, with the repetitions and the concepts of of the fluid motion of going through the buildings uh, and clearing those buildings. Uh, We've, you know, we've got different dynamics where if you have active live fire, you're going to move towards the the live gunfire immediately. You're going to bypass all other areas, what we call uncleared areas. Eventually you're going to have to come back and clear those. You might even be moving past injured uh, persons, uh, victims, uh, and then again, after securing the scene, you would come back and, and administer first aid. But the first thing you do is you have to stop the killing is what we call it. And after the killing, we stop the killing and secure that suspect and, and any weapons is that we have to go stop the dying. So if we injured uh, people, persons, I going to go back and render first aid and get EMS in there uh, as quick as possible, and then finish clearing uh, any buildings to make sure it's 100% secure.
0: So on this active shooter training, is this rolling training? Is it continues uh, once a year, twice a year, anything like that? You know, for kind of a
1: refresher. No, not necessarily. We will come back and do some refreshers. It kind of ties in with the use of force training that we do through our patrol tactics training, through our uh, annual in-service training, and then our bi-monthly training here at the sheriff's office. It all ties together, but this is very specific to the actor shooter training. When you have someone shooting, actively shooting, causing harm and potential death to people, there's there's some uh, concepts and uh, tactics that you use that are slightly different than you would in another in another scenario.
0: You know, it seems like uh, it was only yesterday we were talking about Memorial Day on our show here, The Lowdown. Now,
1: three words, Labor Day weekend is upon us. School, Randy, is back in session. We say this every time. How in the world did that happen? Where did the summer go? The days are getting shorter. I just noticed last night, eight o'clock, it was nearly pitch black, and it was just a, a month earlier we were complaining because it was dark at 10 o'clock, right? It, <laughs> once it hits that June 20th, it starts swinging back around. Um, Labor Day is a—it's not our busiest holiday of the year, but it certainly is a busy one. There's a lot of families and people try to get out one more good, uh, great weather weekend coming in, and I see You know, yesterday and today, uh, triple digits, hottest, hottest days of the week. It's cooling down just a little bit. And I noticed that next week we're going into that early fall weather. Going to be some gorgeous days and a little cooler temperatures at night.
0: Brian, as far as Labor Day weekend travel, are are there any numbers how that stacks up to the 4th of July, Memorial Day? It's got to be right up there on, uh, on our area highways.
1: I think it's one of the top holidays traveled in the U.S., It's certainly not the busiest, and I would say it certainly doesn't compare to Memorial Weekend and especially Fourth of July Weekend. Fourth of July has ramped up to be probably our busiest holiday here in Chelan County uh, for calls for service. And just overall, I think visitors to our area, so many people coming over to recreate. Um, again, uh, just a busy, busy time, but labor day is nothing to laugh at. Anything can happen. It's still good weather. You have a lot of people out, uh, hiking, camping, and boating and doing all of those things and, and a lot of traffic on the roadway. So again, we want to, we want to say, Hey, good boater safety. Uh, use your PFDs, personal flotation devices. Randy, we've had a lot of drownings in Chelan County this year alone. Some, uh, victims that didn't need to be victims and condolences out to the families and the friends of those people. But at the same time, we want to minimize that. And, and actually, uh, we'll t- we we have, we have the target zero, right, for Washington State traffic safety is zero deaths in Washington State when it comes to drunk driving and different things. That's really what we'd like to see on our waterways. Uh, recently, we've had a group that have come together in the Leavenworth area to, to go over our whitewater rafting, uh, tubing and different things and try to minimize and eliminate those uh, what we call freshwater drownings. And a lot of that is because, one, they're uneducated. They don't know the rivers, the, the the waterways, and they're failing to use proper safety. And one of the first and foremost is always have a flotation device. If we can do that, eliminate it. Don't underestimate the power of the water, especially if you're in areas that you're just unfamiliar with. But use good boater safety. Uh, make sure that everybody has the safety equipment they need and there's enough to go around for those per- people in your boat. And then whoever's going to be operating that boat, obviously, alcohol... And drug-free. You know, uh, as it
0: relates to your Marine Patrol, uh, some good news on the purchase of a couple of new
1: sea Yeah, we just purchased a couple uh, 2022 sea Uh Actually, the model numbers are RXTX300, uh, I don't get the privilege of getting to go and ride those and have that fun, Randy. Uh, we purchased those. both of those came in at a total cost of about forty four thousand dollars. We're able to utilize uh, some of our marine patrol funds that come through the state parks uh boater uh, program. so basically uh, your boater registration fees that that money is translated over into. Boater inspections, safety inspections. That's why we do those safety inspections. And those safety inspections, along with those, uh, um, voter registration fees is the money that we receive annually that help run our Marine patrol, uh, program.
0: And I know you're not going to be, uh, putting up for sale, the two older ones. What's going on with those?
1: No, we're bringing them down. We're going to actually permanently station one up at Lake Wenatchee. So it's in the water, ready to go for our uh, full-time responders and our volunteers that are Marine certified. And then also, uh, we're going to keep one close by what we call the confluence. The confluence is that where the water's of the of the Wenatchee River meet the Columbia River. And we have a lot of different things. So the lower pool is that pool between Rock Island and Rocky Reach Dam. So it's below Rocky Reach Dam. We call the upper pool, which is above Rocky Reach Dam, which forms Lake Aniat. But having that close by. But having the one, especially up in the Lake Wenatchee area that's in the water ready to go is so much quicker than having to have a deputy hook up to one either in the Wenatchee or the Leavenworth area and trying to run code with a personal watercraft on a trailer behind your vehicle and then having to launch it is going to waste valuable time. This way, a deputy can just respond code, get there much quicker and and get in the water. Uh, The PwC will be there ready and available.
0: Well, you know, that's really good news, and congratulations, because Mm. with our Chelan County Sheriff's Office, we're keeping up on the times, Mm. getting the equipment needed for public safety, and that's job one.
1: It is, Randy, and we just say uh, uh, thank you to those who implement boating safety, who implement the basic things uh, for our major holidays around here, uh, traveling back and forth, and and having the respect uh, when you see your LEOs, law enforcement officers, and allowing them to do their job, and and not making their job more difficult, but actually assisting them and just allowing them to do their job. It's a big It's a big, big thing for us, and we appreciate it. North Central Washington, uh, no place like home. North Central Washington people, I think, are are some of the best in their appreciation for first responders. Back the blue and the green. Back them all.
0: Back them all, Randy. Ryan. how about a uh, little uh, taste or a little teaser of what we're going to be visiting about next time?
1: Well, we have some promotions coming up. I think we might have talked about this briefly in the past. Uh, We have three sergeant promotions coming up the day after Labor Day weekend, September 6th. And those uh, men, uh, three men are going to get promoted from the position of deputy to sergeant supervisor going into some different uh, roles. We'll talk about that. Uh, We have uh, quite a few members coming on in the next two months as new employees. Uh, we have a couple of entry-level deputies, a couple of lateral deputies, means they're deputies. And actually, these are uh, officers that have worked for other agencies out of the state of Washington. They're coming in from different states, wanting to locate here in north central Washington. And uh, we have a records position that we're filling. And it's budget time. We're working on budget. And presenting that to the commissioner's office, and getting prepared to do that, and just uh, move along and 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 uh, work on some different programs that we're looking at in the future. I'm uh, trying to create office space and good working environments. Hey Brian, any uh, closing closing
0: thoughts for this week?
1: No, I think it's really pretty much just going into uh, a Labor Day weekend. Randy, again, we just wish you the best and the safest of holidays. Back to school as we work hard to maintain a safe learning environment for your children and the staff as well. And then, you know, it's fair time. Shellanne County Fair is coming up. And it's, I love that fall season, Randy. We talked about the cooler days, a little cooler days, but really nice. September, October is amazing weather here. Um, And so maybe we'll see you out at the fair. All
0: right. Well, Brian, to you and your amazing staff,
1: uh, we want to say take care and God
0: bless. And thanks for everything you do every day of the week. We appreciate you. And uh, thanks for being on the lowdown again this time out. We'll see you next time.
1: You bet. God bless. Thank you.